Welcome to the LSAT Habits Podcast, where in each episode we present key habits you can master to study smarter, save time, and raise your LSAT score. I'm your host and instructor, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. Question first or stimulus first in logical reasoning? It's the great debate. Coke versus Pepsi. Mustard versus ketchup. Ready Whip or Cool Whip. So in this case, I am a big believer in reading the question first in logical reasoning. So before I get into why, let's just quickly make sure all of our listeners are clear on the parts here, right? So in logical reasoning, there's that initial blurb. It could be a line or two or a paragraph, but it's the first part of the overall problem, right? And that blurb is commonly referred to as the stimulus, the stimulus. Just after the stimulus is the actual question. So when I say question first, I'm saying go to that question that comes after the blurb, read that, and then use that, knowing what the question actually is, to guide your reading through the stimulus, that blurb from the very beginning of a problem in LR. So let's talk about why. Um, I strongly believe in question first. It is, um, it is something I strongly believe in, but it's an informed opinion, and that's why I feel strongly about it. Um, so let me give you some background about me just to show you where I'm coming from about this. I have actually trained as a student consistently in both schools. So I'm not just saying this because, oh, I was taught question first, so that's what I believe, and I'm completely biased. Um, I trained in both. The very first course I took was one that preached, read the stimulus first. And I was just starting out. I'm going to be an open-minded and a good soldier. And I'm just going to, I'm going to follow what this course is saying. So I did stimulus first. And, you know, I, I, that was all I knew at the time. Right. So uh, that's what they said to do. So I did it and I made some progress. Right. But I didn't have any basis of comparison. And um, I went through the whole course. It was a good course, but I had more to learn, not necessarily because of that course. So then I ended up going into a second course and the second course taught question first. So, again, I'm going to be open minded and I'm going to be a good soldier and I'm going to follow what they teach to give it a try. So I do question first. And within a reasonable amount of time, I realized that question first is much more efficient and effective. Now, again, I want to start by bringing, by saying this because I'm not someone who has only been taught in one school. So 
you know, I fully committed to each one and I studied under both and having done both, I strongly believe in question first. So again, I'm not just someone saying, Hey, this is the way to do it. Why? Cause it's the way I've, I've been taught it and always been doing it. I've literally trained under both thoroughly for months. And I can tell you in my experience, question first is much more efficient and effective. Now, let me get into why I believe that's the case. So it goes back to the simple idea of how do you find something if you don't know what you're looking for? Think about it. I'm going to read through this big blurb of text, not exactly written in a very fun way, mind you, right? very convoluted phrasing. And then when I'm done, I'm going to see what the question is. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, fine. Now let me go back and piece things together. But if I know the question first, I can use it to guide my reading, right? So I can read with a purpose. People say read with a purpose. They throw that phrase around. How do you read for a purpose if you don't even know what the question is, right? So again, right, how do I find something if I don't know what I'm looking for? If I know the question in advance, then I know what to look for, right? So then as I read through the stimulus, I'm reading with a focus. I'm reading with a purpose. I'm reading with the question in mind, right? And then the point of all this, again, is to use that question to guide your reading, to focus your reading when you're going through the stimulus. Now, this is not to say that some parts of the stimulus will play a role and others will not play a role. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong here. I want you to read the whole stimulus. I want you to read the whole stimulus. I don't want you to read it in too narrow a way. And I think that's what the other side is worried about. No, 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 no. I want you to read the whole stimulus. But when I know what my objective is, then I can read that stimulus with more of a focus, right? And let me be clear. Some parts of the stimulus may play more of a role than others play. But you're still reading the whole thing, right? When you know what that question is you're trying to answer, you can consistently read through the stimulus with the focus of a laser, right? And, and, and with, with the power of just asking your consistently why, yourself consistently why, right? You're saying, hey, what role does this part play in answering this question? Now I'm reading this next phrase. What does this part play? Even if it's not the main thing you're looking for, every time you read a piece of the stimulus, you read it with this very... Um, focused approach, I would almost say a ruthless efficiency where you're saying, okay, even if this doesn't give me my direct answer, what does it do to help me get closer to the question I'm trying to solve for? Right? And so again, you're reading with a purpose, with again, a ruthless efficiency. And you can do that because you're using the question that you read from the very beginning to guide your reading through the stimulus. So another few points. 
the stimulus is dense and convoluted. It is very dense with logical reasoning, no pun intended, right? But again, it's very dense. Quick story, you, you might have heard me say this before. I remember when I was first getting ready for the LSAT and I thought, oh, well, this logical reasoning section, this is cool because it's not like reading comprehension. I mean, reading comprehension, I've got this big monster of a passage with logical reasoning. I've got this bite-sized version, right? It's just like, you know, a paragraph at most, maybe, maybe if it gets crazy, 10 lines, but it's not this whole long passage. Well, I was in for a rude awakening because I soon realized that even though, right, the stimulus in LR is bite-sized compared to a whole long passage, it is very tough reading. It is very dense with logical reasoning and written in a very convoluted way. It's a lot to digest. So <clears throat> by knowing what the question is, it will help me untangle the stimulus. And I really need that because again, this stuff is not written in a very fun way. It is very dense reading. A whole sentence can span 10 lines sometimes full of lots of convoluted phrases. So I need every advantage I can get. If I know the objective by reading the question first, then I can focus as I read through the stimulus to untangle it. Um, couple of other points. So as I mentioned, I trained in both. I'll also say this. You don't have to take my word for it. Prove it for yourself. Try it. If you're, <clears throat> if you're doing question first, good for you. But if you're listening to this and you're skeptical, totally fair. Try it. See for yourself. After all, that's what I ended up doing, right? I trained in both. So you try it. Try question first. Now, the only disclaimer I'm going to give is, give it a fair shot because, and this is true, anytime you change the way you do something, there's often a transition period and there's friction involved in that transition period. Sometimes just being used to doing something a certain way just gets you more comfortable with it. So naturally when you switch it up, it won't feel as comfortable. That's why, right, we talk about habits. If you're in the habit of doing stimulus first, when you immediately switch, there's a good chance you may not see the results immediately because you're so caught up in your old ways. Give it a shot. Give it a chance. Practice it for a little bit, at least a couple practice tests. But I do believe, if not sooner than after you've gone through the transition period, you will see that it's a much more efficient and effective way of reading for logical reasoning. And I'll tell you this, as of the time of this podcast, uh, I'm recording this on the 23rd of June, 2020, 2020, the 23rd of June, 2022, I've been teaching for over five years. I have not had a single student try question first and switch back. Any student who has tried this has seen the benefits of it. It has made LR much more efficient, almost like a night and day, at least as it was for me. So give this a try. I think you'll like it. I believe it's a much more effective way to approach LR.
Thank you for listening. One tip to use your time with this podcast effectively. Take a look at the list of previous episodes. They're named by topic, so you can prioritize your listening based on specific areas where you need help the most. Again, I'm your host, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. Please do subscribe to the LSAT Habits Podcast and share these episodes with friends. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, feel free to reach out to me and check out my website. Again, it's JDLSAT.com. That's JDLSAT.com.